Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today I'm going to be answering a question that I get quite a lot from both random people and from clients. Now, I think this is going to be a very valuable topic for today because there's so many avenues we can go down when it comes to answering this question. And essentially, it's a variation of the following. If you, meaning myself, if you did cardio every single day when you were your most shredded, getting ready for your competition, why shouldn't I also be doing cardio every day if my goal is to get shredded? Or wouldn't doing cardio every day like you did when you were shredded help me achieve my goal that much faster if my goal isn't even to look half as shredded as you did on stage? Now, the simple answer is, well, everyone's different. But although that's, of course, true, I want to unpack it a bit more than that. So I want to talk about like why fundamentally going 0 to 100 doesn't work. I want to talk a little bit about how your metabolism actually works. And I also want to talk about body image, specifically when we are trying to, I guess you could just say lean out or lose fat. So I mean, the first thing to address is when you are embarking on a fitness journey, there is a process that you have to go through. Now that's especially physiologically, but it's also mentally and emotionally. Now, you can apply this to muscle growth and or lifting weights. You can also apply this to cardio and like dieting and fat loss. But what a lot of people do, and there's various reasons why people do this, which we're going to get into. But for example, you might see someone, myself maybe, who's prepping for a show and they may or may not be sharing what they're doing. If they are, it might sound like this crazy thing where they're doing two plus hours of cardio per day and they're training legs four times a week or whatever that looks like. And yes, we can say, oh, well, you don't know what that person is going through or what they're taking or any of this stuff. But again, irrespective of all of that, there's a process that you have to go through in order for things to work properly. And I know it's really appealing to just say, oh, if I do what this person is doing, I will look like that or I will get close to that or achieve that level of fitness or success. But it's not really how it works. For lack of a better way to say it, you have to earn the right to get to that level. So it it doesn't make sense for someone who's basically doing nothing. And by nothing, I mean the average person's fitness regimen, which is go to the gym an average of maybe two times per week, meaning they'll go probably five times a week sometimes, and then they won't go at all for a little bit. And then they'll get back into the routine and they'll go maybe three times per week. And then sometimes they'll do cardio every day. And sometimes they'll do two hours of cardio. Sometimes they'll do 20 minutes, depending on what they have time for. 
They'll eat pretty clean, but they don't completely know what they're eating. Maybe they understand, yeah, I need protein and you try to eat a good amount of protein, but you don't actually know how many calories you're consuming, or maybe you kind of do and you kind of guesstimate it and you do have some drinks and then you get on the train really hard and then you kind of go back to normal. That That's what the typical person that's relatively health conscious does. And obviously that's not nothing, but that's what I mean. If you don't know where you're at, you haven't gone through the levels, I guess you could say, to be able to confirm that, hey, yes, doing cardio every day is actually going to help me because you don't know what you need. And if I'm coaching you or if anyone is coaching you and they say like, oh yeah, well, let's just do cardio every day because like you want to lose weight. In my opinion, that's a a very uneducated, unintelligent thing to suggest. And first off, obviously, because why would you do cardio every day if you don't need to? Now, that's not even saying that maybe you like or dislike cardio because for myself, I actually fucking love cardio. Like I love cardio, but most people don't. And even for myself who loves cardio, there's times where like doing cardio every day is not in my best interest for my goals. So it's cool, I think, to think of cardio, and I like to think of carbs this way too, um, as a tool, right? A very powerful tool. It's almost, and this might be like not the best because this kind of indicates that it's for fat loss, but like it's kind of like a chisel, you know what I mean? To sprinkle in and chisel away at as you need. So if you're doing that typical fitness regimen, or maybe you're even a bit more disciplined than what I described previously as a typical fitness regimen, and you decide, okay, well, I'm just going to start doing cardio five times a week for 45 minutes because that's what Christina does and she's successful. Then when you hit a plateau, and again, I have my own opinion on plateaus, but essentially what I mean by that is like when your weight and or body composition stops changing, you have to, if your goal is to cut fat, you have to add more cardio, right? So if you could have made the same amount or more progress doing less cardio to begin with, then we don't have to increase it even more. So you want to find something, you want to find your baseline where you're going to start seeing progress. If you can lose even a quarter of a pound per week doing cardio twice a week, let's say, that is where you want to stay until something stops working. And then we can chisel a little bit more. But if we don't start with the chisel and we start with the fucking jackhammer, What's what are you going to upgrade to at that point? What's like two jackhammers? I don't fucking know. I don't know what other tool would be more powerful than a jackhammer. Honestly, I'm sure there are some. I'm not versed in tools very well, but on the I am versed very well in analogies, or I like to think I am. So it's the same concept of thinking about literally building a house without a proper foundation, right? You wouldn't do it, and if you did. You'd be like, oh yeah, this house is fucking fantastic. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to get these beautiful walls up and I'm going to decorate the house and make it look beautiful. And it's going to be this amazing house. But if there's no foundation built, that beautiful house is not going to last very long. And you can apply that same concept with nutrition and with 
dieting. So if you're, if you first of all don't even know like where your kind of maintenance level, and I'm not saying your maintenance level is what you typically eat, because most people don't know what they typically eat. And most people are not typically eating in a maintenance level. They're typically eating in an average of a surplus, meaning some days they're in a massive surplus, probably the weekends when they binge eat and binge drink. I'm generalizing, of course, but that's what happens a lot. And then they're in a deficit during the week. And then due to that deficit that they're restricting, they again go into that massive surplus on the weekend that causes them to, at the end of the week, still be in a surplus. And that's why it is like so not conducive to progress because it's not like you're in a deficit and you're dieting and you're facing the effects of a calorie deficit, which would be probably a bit of hunger and a bit of low energy, which is just the reality. And it's not that you're in a surplus where you're actually putting on muscle and, and having great energy and building strength and like revving up your metabolism. You're just yo-yoing up and down in the exact same place. So that when I say the maintenance level, it's not like your average. It's like the amount you should actually be eating to kind of maintain where you are. So I mean, that that's kind of like the the first problem. But so many people don't know even what that is for themselves and they don't take the time to figure that out. They just jump from one extreme to another extreme. And then they go to this... Again, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Then they go to eating 1,200 calories a day because they, they have this big goal, which is great to have a big goal. I love big goals. But then they go to eat 1,200 calories a day. And honestly, people hate on 1,200 calories. Like, you can actually make 1,200 calories into a fucking lot of food. You can. I'm not saying you should eat 1,200 calories because realistically, that's far below what most people should be eating, if I'm being honest. But if you do it right, you can actually make 1,200 calories into a very fulfilling... I don't know if I should say very fulfilling, but a quite fulfilling day of food. However, again, most people don't know how to do that. And regardless, it's still much below most people's caloric needs. So you're in this restrictive place and you then you diet on 1,200 calories for two weeks or three weeks. And then you're like, holy shit, I'm hungry and I'm not progressing anymore. Right? That's the kicker. It's like, oh, I could suffer through this probably if my body was changing and continued to change it and I was still dropping weight or whatever your goal is. But then it stops. And then because you are hungry and you didn't go through the process of figuring out kind of like what you, the minimum you could do to generate the maximum result. And I don't mean the minimum as in slacking off or like not working hard or trying to cut corners. I mean, the intelligent minimum of how many calories can I get away with eating while still losing weight? Because we want to be able to eat the most possible and still progress. And we want to be able to arguably do the least amount of cardio and still progress when we're talking about leaning out. But instead, you just jump down to 1,200 calories, or maybe you don't even know how many calories. You just picked an, picked an amount of food or something. And then you hit a plateau and you don't know where to go from there because you're realistically like, well, holy shit, I can't actually eat less because I'm starving. So I might as well just not continue on this. Or like, this isn't working, so I'm going to switch coaches or I'm going to switch programs or hopefully a coach won't even put you on that. But you know what I mean? So that is the like physiological answer as to why you shouldn't, quote unquote, do cardio every day if you want to get shredded. But there's also the mental and kind of mindset component of going zero to 100. And I'm not saying that this is the case 100% of the time across the board, but very often when we go from living our conventional life 
that is a variation of what I described at the beginning to going to a more extreme approach. And extreme is, of course, going to be subjective. The problem is that we are, and whether we like it or not, maybe we don't want to admit it, we are doing that extreme approach to generate an outcome. So we're doing it to look a certain way or weigh a certain amount or achieve a certain thing externally. Because if we were not, if we were actually doing those things for like the intangible, intrinsic benefit of doing so, we would have already been doing them, right? Because we would be doing it because we enjoy it or because we love it or because it brings us happiness or fulfillment. So when we look at it that way, it makes so much more sense to, again, think of these things as a tool and and use them to build an identity that is going to generate that outcome regardless. And sure, maybe, maybe, arguably, maybe, this could take longer, but it's also going to last longer because we're taking the time to build the proper foundation to the house. We're not just trying to build this mansion with no foundation. So instead of making a New Year's resolution, for example, that's like, okay, I want to work out five times a week. I want to do cardio four times a week. I want to eat X amount on every single day. And I want to have one treat meal. And I want to make sure I'm meditating for five minutes and stretching every day. Right. And like, that's not even like that extreme, really. But for someone who's not doing any of those things or very few of them, that is a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And it's very unrealistic if you're not doing hardly any of those for you to just magically become that person. So let's start sprinkling those in. Let's start with going to the gym twice a week and let's master that. And then let's go, okay, let's add it another day. Let's go to the gym three times a week and let's add in one cardio session and let's master that. And then it becomes part of us and you're already going to start to see and feel changes. And then we can go, okay, well, I'm still not quite where I want to be yet. So maybe I'll sprinkle in another cardio session. And maybe now that I have this regiment, like, ingrained in myself, I can start like raising the expectations. Because if you can do, how do I usually say it? If you can improve a little bit every day, you're going to gradually basically improve your capacity to do things and to do things better. Because in a year, you're going to be able, like things that seem completely out of reach today are going to seem so much closer because we've taken another step on top of another step on top of another step. So I think that keeping this in mind and like acknowledging this perspective is really beneficial for everyone because the reality is you will see people in on social media, at the gym, wherever, and maybe they are doing these extreme measures. And I mean, I think too, Now, I'm talking more so specifically about like competition prep, but you could kind of apply this to any aggressive cut or aggressive program or diet or aggressive anything really. But you think like, oh, if I could just get that shredded, then I would be happy. Or if I could get to that weight, then I would be happy. And even though like I have been in that situation, I do think that is the wrong reason to try to lose weight or to do a competition. A lot of people who compete, now I don't know if it's that, I think there's something to this. I would love to hear other people's opinion. 
a lot of people say that bodybuilding creates like disordered eating and it creates like OCD or creates these disordered tendencies, I guess, around control and and body image and all of these things. But I almost feel that it could be the reverse and, and feel that people who have disordered personalities, I guess you could say, like they they are drawn to bodybuilding or any extreme kind of sport because it kind of caters to that extreme routine, right? Because I've heard a lot of people say, basically, I want to do a show because once I get that shredded, like I'll be able to maintain it and I'll be happy, right? But the reality is most competitors even pros do not maintain that. And I'm not talking stage lean. Like, of course, being stage lean you run is like completely, completely unrealistic. But I'm talking most, especially amateur competitors, have a rebound, a post-show rebound. Most do, unfortunately. I wish they didn't, but most do. That doesn't mean there's something fundamentally wrong with you or that you're a screw-up or whatever, but that's the way things are. Most people have a really bad post-show situation. And if we want to kind of take it back to what we talked about at the beginning, it's the exact same reason why most people do these extreme measures and then fail. It's because you do it in the reverse, right? So you've been so disciplined for months and months and months, and then your show happens, and then you stop doing all the stuff that got you there in the first place. And so now you're focusing, like you you binged or you had all these treat meals and it turned into another treat meal and turned into another treat meal. And then you've evidently packed on 10, 15, 20 pounds because your body is is kind of primed and your metabolism is downregulated and primed in this state to basically put on the fucking weight. Like you can't eat the way you were eating when you started a diet or a prep. You you cannot, your, your metabolism isn't functioning at that speed anymore. But now you've seen yourself at that level of leanness, whether you're stage lean or just whether you've just lost a bunch of weight, right? And then you rebounded. And you've seen yourself look that way. And all you can think about is getting back to that, the way you used to look. That's all you can think about because you've seen how, quote unquote, good you looked. And now you're like, I ruined it. I have to get back to it. And you try and do the same things you were doing. But the reality is your body has physiologically changed. Your metabolism has changed. Your hormones have changed. So even if you do exactly what you did during your diet or during your competition prep, you're not going to get that same result because your body is not the same. And that's what is super frustrating and super discouraging because now you're like, well, shit, I look really bad and I'm doing all of this work and nothing is happening. And it creates even more problems and lack of self-belief and more skewed body image. And like I had an amazing post show like this year, which was fantastic. Love it. Even my other shows, I I did quite well post show. But I wish that I like actually understood that better sooner. Because I do think it would change the way that I or that we act if we actually had that understanding of, of how our body works and how fat loss works and how identity comes into play. And why these things can happen. And I, I always tell my clients to not compare to what they used to be doing or how they used to look 
And that is exactly why. Because fundamentally, they're not that person anymore. So to compare to that, just like to compare to anyone, it really doesn't help you. Right? There's, I have another episode that talks about comparison in a different frame, uh, a frame of light, I guess you could say. But it's much more useful to focus on moving forward. And in doing so, embracing how your body looks and feels throughout the journey. Now, I know that's kind of cliche and kind of easier said than done, but talk to anyone who has lost a lot of weight. And they will tell you like one of their regrets is not loving themselves or not appreciating themselves throughout the process more. So I think shifting your frame of mind to like, I'm not good enough because I'm not at my goal yet to this is the best I've ever done in my present reality because it would be, it will be. And the acknowledgement that I guess you could say it's okay to be proud of yourself and appreciate yourself while still not being satisfied and still wanting more and still wanting to improve. One big perspective shift that helped me a lot in my journey is the idea that, yes, I can and will be happy when I look a certain way or achieve a certain goal. Of course I will be because that would be what I'm working towards. But I can also be happy at other levels, if we're calling them levels, or at other stages of my journey. Like I can still appreciate how my body looks when I have 10 pounds on or 20 pounds on just as much as I can appreciate it when I have 10 or 20 pounds off. And if you can work on creating that it's only going to help you achieve that outcome more. I'm not trying to say, oh, just be happy with staying the same because I don't believe in that, right? I, I think we all deep down want to progress. And I think that's a great quality to have. I just think that a lot of people don't actually understand the, the fundamentals of how fitness works and how weight loss works and these things of how to properly take your body through different stages. And I think having that understanding will also allow you to shift your perspective around beliefs you've had about the industry and fitness and weight loss, right? So you guys, that is it for today's episode. Hopefully this one provided you guys some value, some education, maybe you learned some new things. If you liked this episode, if you found it helpful, please let me know. Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nifina, K-N-I-F-I-N-A. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nifina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut & Conquer can help you transform your life.